Welcome to Neptune's Cavern. I'm your host, Victor Eddy. Some call me Yeti, but you know that already. I'm with my guys, <laughs> Trey Jones, <laughs> AK Bevin. No. I got, <laughs> I got my guy, Phil. Some call him Philip. His mom called him Philip, but you guys can call him Phil. And I'm here with the guest, man. The, I've been so excited for this guest. We got my guy Jay Woo, man. Jay Woo, what's good, man? Do I speak? Yes, yes, you're allowed to speak. What's good? <laughs> man, we had a great episode with Jay Woo. We talked about the high school highlights, man, and the lowlights. Uh, Bevin needing therapy. And uh, what would we do with money once we're big up, big up, man? It's a great episode. Phil thinks it's a great episode. And enjoy it, man. How have you been? I've been I've been okay. I've been good. Yeah, just settling in a new place. Um a lot of changes for sure mm-hmm. um in recent life, but yeah, just settling in and working on the startup. Uh, aside from that Nothing much. Yeah. So first year all done, man. How how are you feeling? How year, how was it for you? First year was good too. I don't think I really cared too much about like like the university experience in mm-hmm. a way because um there's only always like stuff that I wanted to do myself like regardless of like whatever whatever track you're supposed to be on like whether it's like high school you know senior year kind of thing and then like university life the first year experience go to frats and stuff mm. yeah i don't know it's it sounds like kind of pretentious like saying that out like i guess like explicitly but yeah since i didn't really i didn't put too much like stock into that i guess it it doesn't really yeah i can't really say i can't really judge too much mm-hmm. how the first year experience was but it was good i failed the course besides <laughs> um, from that it's okay yeah yeah um because obviously you went to UBC and so on, so a lot of people that we grew up with, um, you were around. What was that like for you? What was that like? It was like, it was familiar. It was, and in that sense, it was, I guess, good. Because there was always, like, people we, I, I could hang out with. Like, you know, uh, Taylor? Taylor and Tim? Like, mm. I hung out with them often as well. Or at least, like, we, we grab food, like, often. Um, Josh Buller as well like we're rooming together now too mm. um, so yeah yeah do you feel like um, your relationships with a lot of the people you you graduate with um, became stronger or diminished I think for those that, I think now we're at a point where you have to just be more deliberate with your relationships because mm-hmm. it's not more you don't meet them more regularly outside of your control like, like you don't go to like the same classes for the entire day for like the full like 10 months or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, you got to be more like deliberate with your relationships. And in that sense, those that like I haven't kept in contact with, um, I just don't ever like kind of get to like meet up with them. But yeah, but for those that I do keep in contact with, you can feel like the relationship does kind of grow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously we're out of high school, um, we finished all that stuff, um, how do you, how was senior year like for you, um, how did you feel about just our grad class and so on? I, I loved our grad class and I, I loved senior year as well, I think senior year was one of like the most like, I least like personally it was the most like chill time in my, my life, even during like IB exams, like I just... I just wouldn't study. I just go. I just go to school just to hang out with friends. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Like not even pay attention in class because <clears throat> we're supposed to be just like studying, preparing for the actual like IB finals or whatever. Yeah. Or like all of us, like the entire IB class, we just like we just chill. We just like hang out. Yeah. And so it was as if like the entire senior year was just that like no school kind of thing. Um. Yeah. So senior year was really great and I think approaching the end I guess because it's senior year I, I guess this also happens with a lot of other grades um, when they get to senior year like you feel a bit more closer because you know that the end is near like the end as in like you're not going to be able to like see each other too often and 
yeah, regardless of whether like you love everyone in the grade, um, it's undeniable that you spent a lot of years with them, and that creates some sort of bond. It might yeah. not be like you know the bond that's necessarily the best friend type of thing, but it's still some sort of bond, some sort of connection, and you know that's ending soon. So I guess that kind of brings people together. So yeah, it was great, and I love our grade. Mm-hmm. I feel like our grades like one of the best grades that ever passed through PA. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like a lot of other people and like other grades also look to our grade and just thought it was like very cool, very nice. I didn't get to talk to you a whole lot during uh, the senior year just because obviously. Uh, I think that's just a yeah, refrigerator. Just a fridge. Um, just because of IB and so on. Um, so. I, I had some questions for you and yeah. just like the way that you've grown as an individual. Um, so without going into too many, too many specifics, I remember, was that grade 11 that you were inside your relationship? Inside grade 11? Was that grade 11? When I had a relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Or grade 10. Grade, no, I think it was 11, right? I think it was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like the summer after grade 10, that's when it kind of mm. start. that's when it started. Yeah. And then, yeah, near like beginning of grade 11, that's kind of when it mm. ended. I remember <laughs> um, one of the conversations you had with me, um, we were sitting at that, at that bench in front of the cafeteria that like no one sits at. In front of the, the, the cafe, in between like the school. The yeah, school yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that bench. I remember um, you asked me the question of, can you love someone if you don't love yourself, right? Mm. Um, and obviously we had the conversation about that and so on. And not necessarily like what were, what were, what prompted the question. Yeah, yeah. Not so much that, but knowing where you were at at that time yeah. and where you're at now, yeah. how do you feel you've shifted as a person? Because you have to have been um inside of a certain like mental climate exactly yeah yeah to ask a question of that and so on yeah um how have you shifted as a person uh just with the way you do relationships and the way that you carry yourself and so on right right that's a hard question to answer i think like i can't really usually when people like ask me questions um like before they even like finish the question i have this thing in the back of my mind like i know what i'm gonna say already Mm. and so yeah, but for this one, I guess it's kind of hard because, um, um, yeah, as you mentioned, like I was in a different headspace then, uh, as I am like now, and just from that alone, it's hard for me to kind of compare. I have like this, like I'm, um, you know how people live with like you know, you know you live with no regrets kind of thing. Yeah. Like I have absolutely no regrets in life, but then part of that, like part of what enables that, is. Like to not really think about the past too much, um, and so, and so yeah. I mean, that's what I think when you ask me that question. Sorry, what was your question? It was more so like how how have you grown changed, or grown changed? Yeah. Since then, and what in what respects? Well, because well maybe some context is needed. Like what what was how would you depict the um, the headspace at that time? I think that headspace at that time was probably like near the tail end of the relationship probably or, or like after the relationship um, after considering you know evaluating the different like reasons for why one would like end a certain relationship yeah um, and so yeah that was the headspace at that time I, to be honest I don't think much is much has really changed since then um, but yeah the headspace now is different just because I'm not in that part of life anymore as in like i'm not thinking too much about relationships at this point in time in that in that respect um so so yeah i don't know yeah well actually that's that's interesting that you say that um why not yeah Okay, I kind of lied. I, I am thinking about relationships. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how to express it. I don't know. Um, I am thinking about relationships, but I think back then it was more like kind of terminal of a relationship, end of a romantic relationship with someone. But now <clears throat> I'm, I'm in a headspace of like a potential relationship in the future, you know? 
um, like I'm not in a relationship now so I'm not thinking about like what I would be doing like during a relationship or like how to break up or how to make the next step what I'm thinking about is like how I should prepare myself for like if the opportunity arises and so in, in that sense I have been thinking and I've been I've been thinking of like um, making making my life so that I'm able to like provide you know for someone if I'm able to like enter into a relationship kind of mm-hmm. thing so I've been I guess preparing myself and just focusing on that like that's that's the only extent to which I think about relationships mm-hmm. like how do I prepare myself how do I prepare my life orient my life and live uh, my life in a way that like if opportunity arises to like get into a relationship like how will I be in the best situation to make that relationship great Mm -hmm. Um, and so a big part of that for me is like being able to provide like I'd be able to like provide in like I guess like a family sense too as one of the people in our grade who was like really successful in like a lot of the things that like they did um, like how do you deal with like stress or like um, just like the pressures of like like the things you're doing the pressure of the yeah. things for example even like now like you have your startup like are you stressed out right now like you have like people backing you and like you have to like perform in a certain way to like make sure they get a return on investment like do you feel any type of uh, like pressure stress and like how are you dealing with that right um I think that I guess kind of would play into like imposter syndrome like whether I'm able to whether I feel like I myself am able to live up to their expectations in the first place whether you're that guy whether I'm that guy yeah but I realized like when thinking about like whether people have imposter syndrome or not I think you only have imposter syndrome when you're focusing on like the wrong thing Mm -hmm. so you're focusing too much on their you're focusing too much on the outward uh, perception that others have of you you're not focusing on that exactly which you're supposed to perform on so like in that case like I'd only just like focus on like the code focus on on like the next steps I need to make so right now we're pre-product so we're still making our MVP it's called like the minimum minimum viable product for the for like the website um, and so yeah, I just focusing on building that um, it also helps a lot that like the the friend that I'm working with it um, on like we're also in like constant communication and we and the conversations we have are just about the work it's about the process not so much about like the external like perception that we have and so it's just because it's just about the process our head spaces as well is in like the process rather than like the outcome or like potent different potential like failures and stuff I think that's just that's just the kind of vibe that 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 you that you, that you're in. So I guess that's just mm. focusing on what I should focus on. Um, yeah, and that's that's how I would do it. But I wouldn't like I wouldn't was it, describe myself as like successful though, like at least in our. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've tried a lot of stuff, um, and then like I just like throwing a lot of. Sh- on the wall if you know what I mean and then like some of them have stuck that kind of thing repository. <laughs> 44 <laughs> GitHub no, that's what I mean it's yeah. like 44 stuff and to be honest there were, those are actually like 44 failures because mm-hmm. um, every time I, I've made a repository started a project well not all of them but some of them are just to experiment but most of them uh, a lot of my projects as well um, I started them to because I'm really in, into like bootstrapping my own like software as a service kind of thing. So I started them to like potentially grow them into those type of like businesses, which would be like the equivalent of a of um, like a small business, a, like a boring small business, like boring small business. As in, it's it's something that everyone needs. It's not like glamorous. It's not like a unicorn startup or anything, but it just makes you money. And so that's what I was starting on. I didn't even get to do that like too too much of a extent. So. It's uh yeah it's uh, I guess it's kind of like sh- like shooting for the stars and just like landing on the moon or something like that. Um, yeah. With your experience inside of first year, um, I know you're a man of many morals. Um, you're 
and, and you know how to articulate them and so on. And of course, we've worked on many things inside of school. Right, um, right. We were leaders inside of our school. People, like, just seeing us, they, like, know that, okay, these guys, like, they, there's something they believe, and it's not necessarily, like, a secret, right? Right. How did you feel going into first year? Um, how, how was that challenged in any way, perpetuated, or maybe you felt like you might have fallen short? And you don't necessarily need to say exactly how, <laughs> but like, just like, were there times like those? And how did you either learn from them or how have they changed who you are? I don't think there were any times like those because um, I, I really, like, I, I mean, first year was a lot different than like me in high school. Uh, as in like, um, I didn't really go out too, too often. Mm. And... It's either I was just focusing on my own side projects or like hang out with friends that I already knew. Um, I did meet a couple of new people um, through joining like clubs, um, but then we just talk about like kind of tech, I guess. And so there wasn't, I guess, uh, too many opportunities to, too many, there weren't that many opportunities that I actively sought out to just like express certain like ideas. Or, or those kind of things. Uh, for you, in like when you were in uh, Ryerson, I guess they changed the name now, right? Yeah. Was it uh, Toronto yeah, Metropolitan University? Yeah, so when you, when you, yeah, when you're in TMU, like, did you have did you have any of those kind of experiences? Yes. Did you go like through what kind of? Did you do like student government kind of thing? No, 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 no. Like student well, clubs. Because what I meant more so, yeah. of course, like. We were student senate and so on, but yeah. like what I was really emphasizing was that like we were chapel leaders. Yeah, yeah, no, so, I, that's, okay. what, that's the first thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're on the same page. So I meant more so like these morals that people people look at us right and and there's somewhat we're put on somewhat of a pedestal mm. in that okay here's how this person is supposed to act mm. based on the fact that they were leaders of this this and this right. Um, and my question is more so on, was that ever challenged? Uh, were there ever moments where it's like, I could do this thing and it would it'd be whatever, but yeah. it's like, how would people look at me and so on, right? Right. I don't think I ever had that kind of thought, even yeah, yeah. in high school though, too. Like, really? Yeah, I really just like did whatever mm -hmm. like I felt like doing, yeah. And I, I didn't, I did kind of have the, I, Get, get the idea like understand that people would like look at my actions and think of them a certain way and that I wouldn't think of them you know mm -hmm. I, for me it's just like I'm just doing this thing or doing doing whatever and other people if they might get surprised or something they, they might be surprised that like oh is that is that is that like the senator like how he's supposed to act mm -hmm. or like that guy gave a talk or whatever yeah but I don't think I really ever cared um, in high school I did care but I just didn't follow through with caring mm -hmm. yeah interesting yeah okay. what made what made you kind of live up to that kind of idea that others others potentially have um it wasn't more so like proving it wasn't proving um myself to people mm -hmm. but more so proving myself to myself right um like that you that that you are that that, idea that i am like yeah, yeah that it's not all for sure like that's actually who i am and what i believe right yeah. um and then of course like i i grew up a pastor's kid so the idea of people's expectations weighing on me like i i've grown up in that oh, like right yeah. so that that doesn't phase me i know how to work around it right right um so by me, like, behaving myself inside of high school, yes, there is that part of, like, people are looking at me to be a certain guy. Um, but then it was also, like, I'm doing this also because I want to be that guy. Um, so I can't do certain things or else it's, like, I'm letting myself down, almost. It's a weird dynamic, and I don't completely know how to explain it, mm -hmm. but that's... That's that's why it, it's always interesting um, talking to other people about it because um, not everyone like uh, does things the same way 
and believes things the same way, right? And that's something that I'm learning as of right now and a big reason why I'm doing this um, podcasting and like talking to the different people I grew up with because you grow up with people and you think that you know them, right? And then it's by having like these conversations and talking to them more and asking them these questions that I actually figure out that I have a lot more I need to learn, right? Mm -hmm. Same with these two. I like you think you like know people, right? And it's like you, you by thinking you, you know that. No, I just mean like just in general. Like I've already talked to you guys about how I'm learning that we don't all think exactly the same, right? The people I call friends are not their friends, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that always that always used to shock me, but now I'm getting used to it. To it in that like just because. I can't ever stop learning about the people that I care about yeah. or else I'm like going to start like um, lagging behind. Makes right? sense. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that is interesting in that like how you, what your thought process was during that Senate times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like I'm, I'm very like narrow in my, in my, in the things that I care about mm-hmm. deeply and for a lot of things that if it if it just doesn't if it's not something that is one of those narrow things that I care about then um, I just don't really pay pay much attention to it at all and I think that that I that um, like being in the chapel and stuff and like being that person being like one of those people that people like think of I guess I guess I just didn't really care about too Mm -hmm. much yeah it wasn't one of the things that I focus on um, but yeah, no, I get it. Like, I think like relationships, you always tend to somewhere, and so unless you're like actively kind of like seeking to learn more about the people that but that that you that you have relationships with, like it, it would tend to like as you said like lagging. I you, you find a way to like grow distant because there's such a thing called time, you know, and yeah. and like and with time, like your friends also kind of evolve, they change. Um, the relationship naturally as well changes according to that so unless you're like actively seeking out yeah jwuchun.com yeah you know um, and I I read up on some of the stuff that you were writing oh um, did you yeah because uh, I'm a great host so um, I just wanted to talk to you about like where when did you start um, journaling like um, and how did it start? How did it come about? Because obviously, like, there's no links. To, there's no like call to actions. Yeah, inside yeah. Of them, right. So yeah. it's really just like almost like a diary. Yeah, so yeah. When did that start, and what have been the effects it's had on you? Yeah, it's it's not a consistent thing. Uh, that's the first thing. Like, it's not a consistent thing. So I don't like set a schedule, or like journal every day. Try or even try to journal every day. Um, but yeah, I just I just put it up on my website. I have nothing else like linking to like those pages in specific. I just link to my website in, in different platforms just because like it has my experiences or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like your portfolio. Um, but yeah, it is kind of like a journal, I guess. And it really just comes down to like the idea of like expression. I think humans, by expressing what's on their like minds or whatnot, it, they're able to find like quite a bit amount of like content and like satisfaction and to to be able to express themselves accurately and like to the way that they want themselves to be expressed like i think that's like that that goes pretty close to like happiness to be honest um mm-hmm. and so yeah um t- journaling i i started that whenever like that i would be going through something there'd be a lot on your mind, you know, like whenever you're going through something, there's a lot on your mind, a lot to consider. Yeah. Um, and it's like a lot of like messy thoughts, but like if you put them down into words, you're able to like organize yourself, uh, you're able to organize your mind, um, actually see clearly the situation. And so that's when I would like write, whatever like I'd be like super deep into my mind. Um, and that's when I just like write what's on my mind. and. 99 times out of like 100 like it, it always helps a lot and that one time it doesn't help it's because there's like still more on my mind to write down mm. um, and so like eventually it ultimately does help like expressing what's on your mind articulating it because you're able to like gain some perspective I guess that's another thing like whenever you're in hardship like 
perspectives is one of the most valuable things valuable things that you lose and like writing is writing is um, a way to gain that perspective back um so yeah that's why that's what that's why i write when i write um yeah it'd be good if i like had a consistent kind of schedule you know write every day kind of thing one of my projects is like called wordseveryday.net Mm-hmm. And it basically, you write 750 words minimum a day. It just gives you, you log onto the site, create an account, you log on. It just gives you a blank page to like write. Um, you can write more than 750 words, but if you do write 750 words, that day is like checked off kind of thing. And if you write the next day, um, then you have a two-day streak, so on and so forth. And you can lose that streak and like, and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I guess that part of the idea one of the reasons why I started that website is because I thought like it would be helpful as well because I know that writing for me has been helpful yeah mm-hmm. the other reason why I started the website is because I saw someone else like have that like, they're making <laughs> yeah. like $20,000 a month just for like <laughs> subscriptions I'm like yo let me get a piece of that pie yo. it's like yeah but that was the bigger reason but yeah yeah writing is always fascinating it's hard to write well though and I think I'm always working on that I mean, there's sometimes <laughs> I'm not even talking about like essays for like schools and stuff. Just like yeah. writing on your, own. like sometimes like writing and articulating like just verbally as well. There's sometimes when I feel like I'm able to do that like as much uh, to to like the precision and accuracy that I want to, and, like art like actually articulate what I'm what's on my mind, what I'm mm-hmm. trying to express as well. And other times it just feels like nothing's coming out of my mouth, and I guess like. Like one of this time, these one like right now as well. I feel like a lot of the words that are coming out of my mouth are like kind of like like muddled. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are like like taking in what I'm saying as I intend to like say them. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks that it's like when we're doing the podcast. But like, I it's, that's how I feel right now. Um, mm. But but yeah, there's like those ups and downs too. So it makes it hard. Yeah, like. Um I wrote a lot of poetry while, um, like, throughout high school and so on. And that's yeah. how, like, I kept the, like, clear head mm-hmm. um, and kept myself methodical and, like, not doing things based on just emotions because right. it's, like, I wrote it down and it's, like, okay, I can, like, calm down. Yeah. And going into university, I thought I didn't need it anymore, right? I resolved a lot of the internal conflicts I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of regrets like leaving BC and so on so I thought I thought I didn't need writing mm-hmm. so then I stopped and then it's like obviously I talked to you and said I went to break that did exactly oh, turn yeah. out too well right yeah, yeah. so the second I started writing again like I I do poetry again and stuff and it's like that that like yeah um the, like the sanity comes back and it's like I can think things through right. and so on right so yeah there's something there's something really interesting about writing there um that I definitely agree with you on do you, is it consistent for you? Do you like write kind of every day, or is, is it like every Sunday? Every Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I see. And it's like it's like private, I guess. Like you write the poetry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from... once I went to Toronto, um, a friend of mine, I let him read through because um, I have two books. Um, I let him read through it and so on. So like, I got to the point where it doesn't need to be private anymore. Um, but yeah, but like the the content. Yeah, yeah. Like back it's then, like, I, yeah. I would, I'd probably die before I let someone read that, right? But it's yeah. like now that like I resolved a lot of those things um, internally, it's like yeah, it's like you can share it. You can share, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you think about like? Because like I'm hearing you guys talk about like journaling and stuff, and I I don't know why my mind was brought to this, but it's like. Um, I feel like, um, like the stigma around, like, what, let me ask you first, when did you go to a therapist? I, that's a good, okay, so we, when we talked to Olivia, we talked about therapy a lot, because she wants to go into being a psychiatrist, right? Like clinical psychologist? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. criminals. Oh, oh, they're like forensics then. Like, I have no them. idea what the classification would be. She would just be like, she would be like, who, okay. Toxic young thug. So, <laughs> um, um, so yeah, when I go to therapy, of course I would if I needed it. Mm. Mm, see, the thing is, I've been told by multiple people that I need it, but I don't. I feel personally I can't go. Yeah, it's, it's like, like if people are telling me I need it, then what am I doing? 
Why do you think? Why do you think you don't? That's a good question. Why do you think you don't? Why do I think I don't? I don't. I just don't. You just don't want to go, kind of thing. See me. The way I handle my life is like maybe it's not healthy, but I just like like if something happens, I just bottle it up and then yeah. I like okay, I'll bottle it up and then like. It'll be like on my mind for a few days, but then it's like, yo, I just move on, you know. Mm, and you're like, that's facts, bro. Literally, <laughs> yeah, I just move on. Nah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like I need therapy to like you, talk about it. But then, you know, there's those days where then it comes back and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, like, it's like I have a lot of trouble sleeping. Nux says that that's what the bros are for, though. Yeah, but the bros be taking things too lightly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Dude, just, what would you say? Like I do that too. You just like you just move on, kind of thing. Um, but then like it really hurts when like it comes back. When it comes back, does it happen often? When that show back? that that doesn't work though. Uh, but if, if it comes back, it's like that, it's not, because it's only coming back for that. Like for me, my philosophy. I saw this somewhere, but I was like, you were really resonating with me. Someone said it was like on Twitter or something. Someone said, never trust how your life is going after 12 a.m. And that's what it's like, every time it comes back, <laughs> it's usually like in the late hours of the night. And then when I wake up, I'm feeling like feeling a new person. Like I feel like optimistic and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's usually just that night. Yeah. yeah. I wonder like what the metaphorical, like once it catches up kind of thing will, will be. Yeah, because you, you can only run for so long. Yeah, it's like running away, like seeking. I feel like I've done a lot of that. And mm. I think like, like I'm at a certain low right now, actually, in my life. I would feel that definitely. And then I was thinking about why. And I think a big part of that is because I was doing that. I was like running away and stuff. And like what I'm doing right now is like actually like distracting myself from actually like facing you but i feel like like one of like that journaling stuff you could just use as a replacement for therapy you know i, I think so i think like therapy like i i don't Dude, know who has the bread for that it's oh, a lot right insane. don't i know some some schools like offer like support i know i think ubc like gives student like x amount of money to like pay towards like the yeah, therapy like, and mental discount. health and stuff yeah. yeah, Ryerson has that too, but still, bread. Right. Yeah. I think... Wait, therapy is just like being able to, like, actually, a chance to express yourself with, like, little tidbits of, like, advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly. So I think you just need to, ex- like, you just need to put it out of, like, in here and make it, put out it there. out to something external. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My therapist is a piece of paper right uh, yeah and it's like i put it out there because the thing you put out there it's not in here anymore and you can look at it from like an eagle eye and be like okay yeah i'm overreacting here 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 oh yeah i was a demon here 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 right like <laughs> i think i think that's so important so i wouldn't say go to therapy but i'd say like you probably shouldn't internalize it even if you can make it like pass away or whatever for me um going to the source and fixing things and it's not even like necessarily fixing it, but at least putting yourself in the situation where your body knows that you're at least dealing with it, right? Yeah. And that's always worked for me. It's like, I have issues with stuff and I just go and I go fix it so that I can, while I'm thinking about it, it's not like ifs and maybes, but it's like, it's like literal things that I can do and so on. Is that how you break it down then? You, when like there's some, there's like a problem, like, the first thing you kind of think of is like how the steps to like fix it. Is that what you say? Because I'm, I'm curious, like what makes you, what compels you to like face yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. What compels you to do that? Um, In your chest, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh man, I used to, I used to know how to say it exactly, but I, I don't like. I don't like leaving things for my future self, right? Oh, that's like opposite of me, bro. <laughs> you got a like, homework? Yo, that's tomorrow's problem. Ex- see, I, exactly. That's, oh, that's I do that? a lot of people do that where it's like, it's like later, right? Yeah. But I think of time in that like, in moments, like, oh man, how to break this down. Like, I see time, like, here's time, right? Yeah. And I see each victor of each, let's say, minute is a different it is victor. different, yeah. So why, like, if... Because I have to live in all of those victor times, right? 
So why would I want the freaking BS that Victor 10 minutes ago has? Why would I want that now? So mm. you go figure that stuff out so that like my later Victor can live a blessed life. Yeah. So I break it down in that way so that I take care of things like when they need to be taken care of so nothing carries over. So when I have issues, relationship issues, um, friendship issues, school issues, whatever, it's like, don't give that to me. Like I, I think inside of my future selves, yeah, like yeah. mine and that don't 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 give that to you deal with it right because yeah. that's not my issue if it came here yeah then it's like okay then yeah. i i need to do but yeah. it's like you know so by making myself inside of my mind almost like an organization mm-hmm. a conveyor belt of employees mm-hmm. it's like everybody needs to do what they're responsible for don't give that to the next guy Right. I think fundamentally that's like the highest form of self-love. Mm. That's like that's like yeah, let me take care of this now so that you don't have to take care of it in the future kind of thing. That's like that's pretty powerful. Thank you. Interesting way to view the world. That like yeah, yeah, like that's like a strong connection between like strong idea of like time, mm. like the comparable thing. Might have to try practicing <laughs> It helps. Yeah. I just wanna, I just wanna know what's, what's up, like what's, what's been on your guys' minds, I guess, headspace, what you guys been thinking about most? Money. Money? Yeah. What about money? Like how to make it, or like the ends yeah. of it, like what you're gonna do with it? Dude, that's actually like that's a trap. All of that's the, a trap. But it's like, like the, yeah, like what you said, like the ends of it, like what am I gonna do with it when I get it? How I get it? I think that's yeah. Them. That's more important than how you get it. What you're gonna Actually, do? Yeah. I feel like how I get it is pretty important though. Still. No, because like, I need to get it doing something I actually like doing. Not necessarily, because you never know what life's gonna throw at you, right? You might. But for me, I'd rather just because if because the way money works is like if you're doing something that you don't enjoy but you're getting money, then it's gonna take away a lot from the things that you do enjoy doing because. Thing you're doing for money is something you don't enjoy true but yeah. if you ever get money even doing something you like and you don't know how to spend and then you end up ruining your life because you're buying coke and stuff then coke we have a game? we have an issue yeah yeah obviously yeah, so that's why i'm saying that like that's almost more important yeah bro i really haven't thought of it i haven't thought that far about like how i'm gonna use it i just need it for my family and then you yeah. know so then you did think about it I don't know how I'm thinking of your question. I'm thinking like how am I gonna use it for the community and stuff. No, he's just in general. Just in general, like you can be honest. Yeah, man. Like, are you gonna buy like yeah. like a lot of expensive cars? Is that is that mm. kind of part of the, the dream? Really. Is it anywhere near the vicinity? Of, like what you want? To do? Like a lot of expensive cars. I haven't actually. I just want to be like just yeah, be able to say that like okay, I don't have to worry. Yeah. It's just a do, do you want to make money to be rich to be comfortable? Is that kind of like the. See, the thing about comfortability is because like, if I'm rich, then I have the resources to do something with. Like, I have the resources to do something about like the current world that we live in. So to be comfortable, I'd probably start feeling guilty at one point because like, I'm just sitting in my house with all this money. And everyone else, it's like. But you're already doing that. I mean, I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm poor, bro. Like, I, like me personally, I'm broke. But so, but do you think there's like a certain criteria, like in order for you to like start contributing to society? Then, like, you need X amount of dollars and stuff. I wouldn't say necessarily that you need money to start contributing. It's just like you're able to contribute more. Yeah. So that kind of weighs on you a bit more. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, everyone keeps saying they need to get rich to help people, but, like, if you really want to help people, you could really just do it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, for me, like, I think of it even uh, farther inside your question of comfortability and that, like, getting an amount of money that I'm comfortable even in here, right? So how much money um, do I need to make in order to be able to live the life I want? and not feel guilty for it because that also adds the comfortability yeah, right that's what i was trying to say like i'm not saying i'm when i get rich 
See, this is gonna sound bad, but it's like, I'm not saying necessarily that when I get rich, I'm gonna just start helping people becoming generous and stuff. I'm just saying like, at one point, like, do I get comfortable and then start feeling guilty about the fact that I'm comfortable, you know? Because mm-hmm. not everyone, it's not fair, like the world isn't fair. I was having a conversation with someone, um, and she's she's pretty political. Um, I'm not, because ever since Mun, like Mun was the last time I've ever been very... Political? Yeah, just very excited about debating. I don't like debating anymore, because now I can see like past the curtains and like realizing like, what are we doing, right? Mm. I'm at that point where I just don't like it as much, um, because I've become very good at it. <laughs> it's like I, I, it's a, yeah, it's a weird dynamic. I don't really know exactly how to explain, but I just won't debate with people. If I know I'm right, I'll say my points, and it's like, dog, you can listen to me or not, right? But that's like, I think that's all the more reason to debate then. But like, that's a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sacrifice. That's a choice. You know, you can either like focus on like what you know is true, mm-hmm. and then like you work towards that, or you can play another game, the name, the like the game for like knowledge, and then, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. debate others that are like. At the same like level as you, exactly. Kind of, it's a different game. It's a different that. game. It's a different game. <laughs> like of course, like you when just it comes to yeah. like you, like the people, like I graduated with and so on. But when I went to university, like the the ideas that some people had, I was like, I'm not debating you. Like you're just wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> no so, question about it. <laughs> like, literally, no, you're just wrong. I I'm not gonna like right. even entertain your thought, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I was talking to um, a friend of mine and she was saying like the need of politics and so on right I was saying I don't really care about politics anymore right. and I don't really talk to these guys about politics because it's like why are we talking about politics we're, we're businessmen right yeah. um, and for her I, I was I ended up having to debate which I hated I hated that so much but I was telling her about how my mind works. I don't think about like, for example, like social issues and so on. And like, I'm not gonna be one of the people rallying on the street, right? With placards and stuff. That's just not me. I think it's important, sure. Someone's gotta do it. It's just not gonna be me. Mm. For me, I'm gonna make my bread and become- (laughs) (laughs) He's thinking about going home. And I'm gonna be one of the guys who are in the ears of politicians because that's where actual change comes from, right? Like, if you're incredibly well, like, who's paying for these people's campaigns and so on, right? Mm. Like, who are they actually gonna listen to? She didn't exactly agree with me because she says that money doesn't solve everything. And to me, I'm like, mm. uh, <laughs> money doesn't solve everything. It solves a lot of things, though, right? It's, it's not everything. It's not everything, but it's like for the things I really care about, like people falling through the cracks, poverty, so on. Money can do a lot of those things, not just giving it to them, because you're thinking I'm just going to give it to them, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about putting people in situations where they can make their own money, right? In high schools and so on, giving people after school activities so that they're not going out on the street and doing crime. Inside of um, places in poverty, giving villagers a goat. Now they are a business owner, right? So putting people inside of like this environment in order to determine how wealthy they want to be and, and so on, right? I think is very important and I can do that with money. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why when I think about like what I want to do with money, um, I want to just make other people wealthy, especially going back, going back to Nigeria and helping people over there. Um, going into black communities and helping the people there right. like when I think about like why I want to be that's why I want to be rich so I can make other people rich right um, but that's just me and that's me like definitely having too much time to think about it no I mean it's good to think about it it's good to think about it I, I agree I agree money can do a lot of things too, like, yeah like that's probably what like a lot of the richest people in the world had in mind too but like at some point like i feel like the money corrupted them and they're like literally not power corrupts not see my thing like we were talking about something else and 
we concluded like you're like yeah you have a very optimistic view right oh yeah, yeah we were talking about um well social media being yeah, the downfall yeah, yeah. civilization yeah and i i'm a very optimistic person not because i'm naive about the issues and so on but because i see things and i'm like okay so we can either be negative and go absolutely nowhere or we can be positive about this and figure out where we can make changes and where we can make positivity right um and even with super rich people media and these 14 year old girls on twitter will tell you rich people do nothing with their money they're dragons and they're just um keeping their wealth and so on bill gates would tell you that he got almost half of the fortune 500 like people on that list to pledge to giving away half of their wealth before they die or when after they are something or like, after. like the billion dollar pledge it's like yeah. the, things are happening it's just whether you're figuring out right. they're happening or not and that was my biggest beef with the uh friend i was talking, talking to like she's asking me name name the rich people that are making changes and i'm like okay well first name rich people right <laughs> like <laughs> Jeff Bezos we can name like maybe five and it's all the five that are always on Twitter and always have something about them Mm -hmm. do you know the guy who owns the company that creates steel probably not Mm -hmm. right so for me it's like I think good things are happening and that's a big ethos of the brand that I'm creating in that like we focus so much on the bad how about the good that's happening and how about the good that we can be a part of in creating and so Mm -hmm. on right so yeah, that was that was just on where you're like I think yeah definitely money corrupts but it's also like even corrupt people do good things here and there. I think like yeah it definitely helps. Yeah, I guess if like society is structured in a way there's a thing called like, you know CSR corporate social responsibility. Yeah, like just just so they just so they look nice the companies donate like fat money to yeah. like organizations and stuff. Um, so like that's a way in which like the system can compel like someone that might just be like out for their own desires to like contribute in some way. Um, so I guess the system, well, I guess start play start going into play when you're dealing with like people that are more like less altruistic, people that just want to keep the money for themselves. Yeah. But I agree, like I agree with though with Bev, and I feel like if I had a lot of money, like I can't really tell say for sure what what I mean. I, I want to help, but I can't say. Mm-hmm. I can't trust myself. I would say that if you're a good businessman, though, you would have a PR team, and that PR team would prompt you to donate some of the money because of public relations. Like I was talking to her, and I was like, like she, her beef was that people are doing it because, because I said it's good for business to give away money. Yeah. It's really, really good for business. And she was saying, oh, but they're not like they're not actually like doing because they care about us because only good for business yes but what's our end goal is it so that everybody is all kumbaya and giving their money away or is it to get the money and do something with it i think that's a form of like inflation though like if if you have all these companies that start to like give out money to just 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 care about how they look now you have like the entire public realizing that it's just because they care about how they look and that cheapens the effect and so that cheapens that kind of diminishes like that medium to actually give money so eventually maybe companies just stop doing that altogether because they know that the public doesn't care so that's like a, i guess that's a form of like uh, like inflation if you know what i mean like yeah. the more people like participate and it, it cheapens it it's like when you have a secret in the market making money like everyone if everyone knows like nobody can make money i think thing. i think it's one of those things where it's like it's two sides of the same coin and for me i would far prefer that these guys give their money away to look better and now we have the money to, to like do stuff with yeah just fix fix some neighborhoods give kids some activities that can like make them better off all of these different like like make in the environment better for growth i far prefer that mm-hmm. and it's like yeah you look snobby so what like literally i couldn't care less the same way that people can expect like uh will take in money like if someone gave you a thousand dollars but they weren't smiling when they're giving it to you then like, yo you still take it here's one mil you're gonna be like ah, ah, the nerve like, did you say a mil bro like i think i think it's one of those things where it's like we've become a society so hell-bent on 
even people saying sorry, it's like, okay, but do you really mean it? Or are you saying sorry because we outed you, right? Yeah. I think we're so hell-bent on intentions that we forget the actual action, right? And in some cases, it's important. In a relationship, important. Whatever, important. But when it comes to, like, deep change that is incredibly necessary, I don't, I don't, I personally... When the circumstances are dying. Yeah. The intention, that shouldn't matter. Yeah, like I think, of course, like there's, there's, um, there's, oh, what's the word? Radical ends to it and so on, right? We need to find like a middle and so yeah. on. But I think personally, it's like if I, if I become rich, I'm gonna give money away because yeah. I plan on getting rich because. I create a community on philanthropy and so on. Right, right. There's like there would be like categorical reasons or categorical ways to get money that you wouldn't partake in though. Like you wouldn't try to like get money illegally though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I'll see you guys all at the top together. Yeah. I remember when those guys said that in high school, man. I was like, yeah, I gotta make sure. <laughs> yeah, you gotta fucking make sure, yo. <laughs> um, Jaywoo, uh, any last words you have for the people, man? What's your what's your, what's your final wisdom, man? I'm usually bad at these stuff, like final words or whatever. It usually better for me to like actually have conversations, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, that's a bar, man. <laughs> that's, a bar. <laughs> yeah, that's fire. Just uh, what was it? Um, love your neighbors. Love your neighbor. Don't kick the dog. Love God. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, Jewu works on bear stuff. Has. Big stuff coming up, man. I don't even know if I can speak on him still. But you ever, man, you just hit him up yourself. man. check it out. Yeah, I guess like yeah. Last thing I'd say, like you know, if like if anyone anyone wants to talk, kind of thing, um, just like make friends or whatever. Yeah, just like hit me up. Jaywoo's all about making friends, man. He's a man of the community. Jaywoo, what's the song of the day? What's the song of the day? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would, uh, you guys listen to any K-pop? No. But there's there's a song. The there's day. a song. Um, Day One by Red Velvet. It has a little bit of like samba influence, from jazz. Okay. That's the song. Of the That's day. the song of the day. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna put it in the description, man. <laughs> Jay, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate you coming out, man. Thank you. I appreciate you guys coming out. You can barely see me. Appreciate you guys coming out. Your comments right there. Um, and yeah, bro, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Tell someone you love them. Very important. I'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>